Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Elephant. 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 She's big and friendly. Elephant. Wrinkled and gray. Elephant. Well, and they're coming out with Horseman Sculpted New Adventures He-Man, which is kind of cool looking, actually. Not terrible. But his he's his, he's got he's the first like skinnier. Uh, he, no, he's got the Wearing same the body sculpt. He's got that ponytail. I like yeah. I like my he man a little hefty. But he's got wrist articulation, so he can actually <laughs> hold his. Sword so he can up. hold his wrist down. So he can hold his wrist down. Fabulous. Full wrist articulation. <laughs> I've got a ponytail <laughs> and it's fabulous. He can stick. Yeah, he can do that. <laughs> Go on. He man can finally be fabulous. Yeah, oh, Barry. <laughs> We're going to Grace Gold. He's been wanting to do it for thirty years, and now he's fabulous. Ortheris, it's a party. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shack number one sixty nine. I am Master Torgo, the famous Paul. Hades, Jeff, just Michael, and Captain Luddite, and we're here to talk weekend geek, gentlemen. Doing good, doing good. You happy? You yeah, yeah. Excited? Yeah, good yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, finally saw Batman. The Dark DVD. Knight Rises. <laughs> that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you, you, did, you hadn't seen it. Take your moment. Wow, it came out on DVD this week, and I finally watched yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah, that's a Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's the most convoluted fucking thing I've ever seen. It's pretty convoluted. It is conva fucking looted. I like it a lot, and I will say it's probably the weakest of the three. It's but definitely the weakest of the three. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how else you would have ended that trilogy the way they had it set up. Why are you talking Without a so living. much shit about the movie? Without <laughs> uh, a living Heath Ledger. What? Fuck him. He didn't Sorry, have the strength to stay alive. You could have done a lot of things. <laughs> he should have died. You could have done a lot of things. It was his time to die. To resolve <laughs> Mary Kate was my assassin. I planted her there, and she took care of business. I'm not even so sure. the voice was funny. I'm not sure who this you're trying to be. This bit that he did, it's, like, it's, it's kind of months ago when, when the movie first came out. <laughs> it's, it's I'm like, going to do it for the rest of the show. I have no idea who you're trying to be. Bane! <laughs> it's, I'm uh, going to live forever! Lord help me. I'm going to learn how to fly! Ah. No. <laughs> Once again, six too many characters. And Always. far too many storylines that really aren't that important. Just follow one story and tell it. Well, the thing that fucked me up there were a few things that were great but the thing that fucked me up was batman comes or the the <laughs> bridge is on fire yeah and bane looks over and goes impossible and i'm like you stuck him in a jail alive with a doctor and medicine <laughs> and food impossible. well bane couldn't get impossible. out of there he, he felt like he had beaten batman and he couldn't get out of there this so is crazy how could, how could batman do it so. i don't get it Oh, well, I guess I set myself up for this. Crime. And not to mention, it wasn't Bane that put him down there. It was Talia. Oh, spoiler. Same Mer. difference. <laughs> Damn it. Mer. I like how he, he de- devolved from Bane down into uh, oh, I know Red it. Letter Media's... Uh, yeah, it's getting getting uh, close. Oh, it sounds, well, it's not like it didn't start off the like same, the gauntlet yeah. voice right. with a mouthful of popcorn. Sure, yeah. sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's always got a mouthful of something. Are you, are you chumping? You know, he's got the, the I don't like the movie again. at all. <laughs> I thought Brain was just a stupid character. I'll bet you that's going to be the next Red Letter Media movie. Well, they actually guested on um, the Honest Trailers. Oh, did they? It just came out. For, oh, uh, fun. Yeah, it's nice. good. Mm-hmm. I, I can appreciate There's that. There's a new Plinkett um, board game. Uh, uh, Titanic. <laughs> 
oh, uh, review fun. up. That's Plinko nice. you're thinking I haven't asked. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Red I Letter Media, everybody. Tonight. Go check it out. It's thebomb.com. <clears throat> Guys are fucking hilarious. But no, that, that Batman proves that you know, if you have two major characters, perhaps one of them you should see their face. Because it's really hard to give a crap about either character mm-hmm. when one you can't see. Neither one of them you can see most of their faces. For me, it was the same problem that befell Batman Returns. Which with was uh you know um what's his name the Chris O'Donnell the second one yeah mm-hmm. no Chris O'Donnell <laughs> no. you mean with Tim the penguin last Tim Burton's, penguin. Tim Burton's penguin. second oh, okay, one penguin. Okay. the penguin and, and the, the penguin the penguin and catwoman and the penguin just like Bane in my opinion they are too sympathetic to be full on villains ah they have problems you know Bane not as much but still he was like little Mr. Raspy and as soon as you pick out one of them little straws he's all oh oh, oh, oh I can't hardly breathe oh boy oh, it's getting tough in here for me to breathe oh. he's Jimmy Stewart breathing with him uh, and that char- the character was it was the pain medicine oh, it was pain oh, medicine yeah. yes, oh, did you pain. catch that he was in getting the film? constant dopamine yes. basically what a bunch of balls well then fucking just take have a spare needle on hand whatever it's dumb for that reason. That's the reason it's dumb. <laughs> no one's strong enough to stand up and be strong, except me, who's always on pain meds. Because I'm not strong. <laughs> I'm worse than fucking Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> no, the movie's confused. It doesn't that's, know what to retarded, do. That's retarded, then. That's yeah. How days is the drug addict fool? Oh, well, four. it only makes sense because in the end you realize he's just the puppet of the real puppet. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. Blah, blah, Isn't blah, the original garbage. comic that he's uh, it's the drugs that give him the super strength? He's, he's a luchador. Like yeah, yeah. And it he's makes on him venom. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, and he's always just pumping himself up. Yeah, the ultimate yeah. St- ultimate roid. I think yeah. he got. I think he got experimented on, but then became bad. He mm-hmm. was like, "Fuck it, I'll just be." A and got hooked on. And it. he's Mexican. In the in, in the comic in the canon, yeah. They're not Scottish. No, exactly. <laughs> well, we can't have a Mexican be a bad guy. That would be politically incorrect. It, that whole movie's politically incorrect. That's the whole thing, too. It's like you're trying to wrap it around this whole political agenda yeah. of like, look what Wall Street got away with. Batman didn't. Batman paid. Although, I don't, ooh, it makes me mad. It's one of those movies that makes me mad because it's, it's got a lot of potential, does a lot of things right, does a whole lot of things wrong. It's just sad. It I feels. It. it also. I, enjoyed it. I mean, I, I had a good I time when I went to see it. I enjoyed it, but in the end, it does feel a little like a movie by committee, and and it's one of those where Hollywood, you know, uh, there were seventeen people mm. going, "Well, I need this, and I need that," and I know. I don't know when you got when you got that, Nolan though. making that much money into you usually get a lot of autonomy in that. Uh this feels. Some it somehow feels like he was trying to appease too many. people. I, I think when you see the next Batman movie, you're going to see a lot of. Uh, yeah. Movie by committee. Yeah. Well, his vision got stretched too far. And by the time the movie was over, I was ready for another movie. I was ready for, you know, Robin and Batman and let's go do things. But then I'm like, oh, well, Batman's done. Yeah. Yeah. He's, well, there's, well, he's done with telling the story. Yeah, they're going to make him Batman. There's the rumor. Nightwing. Well, there's yeah. the rumor that uh, the Justice League thing's going to be him. Yeah. So that's the rumor. Whatever. That makes no sense. It makes no sense because... The, and a lot go, of those, go. Go. and a lot of those things at the end of the movie that are supposed to be like shocking reveals and moments, I, I they were kind of obvious. How can like he, halfway through the movie? How can he do that? He doesn't have any resources. No, Batman is bankrupt, right? Yeah, but the Batcave is autonomous. You need resources. It runs on that. its own. 
So he's yeah. got it's a self-sufficient so he's got a cave. He's got a nuclear generator in there, and, and that's it. He's got a bat cave and whatever. Oh my was, god! If I had a bat cave, what and could whatever I do? was left Jeez, behind. That's what makes Batman me? is having all those resources, and that money. No, and it's that having cat. a bat cave. All you how need is the bat cave. But how did he Batman. supply the bat cave? The resources and the money and the. That's all. And, and, he's uh, got what's it? Morgan Freeman. That. You don't have Morgan Freeman there. Batman can't exist. That's a lot true. Of Morgan Freeman is important. I'm gonna say it's all goofy. And no, no Alfred, no yeah. whatever. What's the point of all that? That's his support system. I don't want to see you dead. <laughs> it's a bunch of. I'm sorry, shit. I fail you. <laughs> that was touching. It was. Was, it, it, it was a little misty eyed. Yeah, it was a little misty eyed. The things lie. I try to do, I'm not gonna bury you. I won't do it. I've buried too many Waynes in this family you already. Can't make me bury you. I won't do it. Your, your cane is much better than your bane. Crane <laughs> versus Bane. So it comes to this, Mr. Pennyworth. Let's fight on a bridge. Me and you. Oh, oh I love to fight. You know who I, I am. I don't care about the Muppet all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm like a fucking cane. Oh, fucking head oh yeah. You, you became like a, uh, like a Bugs Bunny. Uh, I'll villain. fight you right here. I'll do it. I'll fight you on the steps. Anywhere you want. <laughs> anyway, was a character. We got something sent in yeah. by one of our listeners. Tommy asks, "How has there not been a review in depth look at this show at the Onyx?" Oh yes, yeah, this show. There is a show at the Onyx by Enoch Enoch Augustus Scott called "Confessions of a Roid Fag" or "How He Man Made Me Gay." Bump, uh, bump. Yes, I am interested to maybe go see this show. The poster has a giant Skeletor on it's it. It's where I perform my uh, comedy every week. It does have a giant Skeletor on there, injecting He-Man with steroids. Uh, How did they get a hold of your autobiography, Paul? <laughs> well, yeah, this is a picture of it a guy published. wearing a Skeletor mask, so it could be Paul. It could be. I yes. just, this Enoch Augustus Scott might just is be that, Paul's. He's, is, an, he's another improviser in town. Is that your pen name? No, no, no. <laughs> he's an improviser and sketch writer. Uh, he used to be with Feed the Monkey. Oh, is he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny guy. So, it could be a cool show. Uh, Has I it haven't opened seen yet? it yet, so I don't know. Is uh, it open? Is it running already? Uh, soon. I think maybe this weekend. Oh, well, maybe that's why, Tommy. Because it hasn't even opened yet. <laughs> kind of hard to write a review for something that doesn't even exist well, yet. Well, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Paul um, does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> On this show. <laughs> I'm Stargate. <laughs> Have you ever seen a single show? No. Well, that's different Dude. than I've never seen a single show. At least the show exists. That uh, that Scar- <laughs> Stargate impression you just did was uncanny. <laughs> you mean my impression of you? No, 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 no. You went, I'm Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and I'm like, wow. I was transported. I was transported. <laughs> I thought you had the... The, the thing on your forehead. That's you right. Were, the, <laughs> I got a thing on my forehead that makes me an alien. Can't you tell I'm from space? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Exactly my point hey, right hey, now. Maybe if I put on some more eye makeup, you'll think I'm a, I'm a space man. man. Hey. Hey, anybody seen my Stargate? I mean, makeup for my eyes. So you are going to go see how he man uh, made me gay. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Did anybody see the Star Trek trailer this week? I am in media blackout, as I always am for these things. Okay, the trailer did not reveal anything, but it is really fucking cool. Of course it is. That guy knows how to make a trailer. (laughs) Let alone a movie. 
But I mean, it I, is, it is trailer trailer than, work is all. He made a trailer into a movie with Cloverfield. Yeah, well, no, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I remember the trailer for the first Star Trek was. He just was produced that. Awesome. He didn't direct it. Uh, he, yeah, still was, did it. Yeah. Huh? That was the, much trailer, than, the trailer for the first Star Trek he did was awesome. Really great. Yeah. So well, much better than that trailer for the Superman movie. The new one? Yeah. You didn't uh, like the d- Superman trailer? Have you seen you it? Didn't like it? No, I didn't. Balls. I don't think no, I've seen it's, it. No, it's it's balls, it? dude. It's it's real kind of angsty and Well, see, that's They're trying to fit the Superman here's, into the here's, Christopher here's, Nolan. Here's my guess, biggest problem with that whole trailer. Uh, should I just have let him die? Well, maybe. Really? <laughs> fuck you, Kevin Costner. Get the fuck off there. Is Kevin Costner in that movie? Kevin Guys, Costner why? is is Jonathan Kent. Why is he still working? Why don't you think... I've heard so many people <laughs> crying about that line. Why isn't it okay for, for Pa Kent to have a, a rational discussion with his son about the ability and limits of his powers, unknown and untapped at that point? What is everybody jumping down his throat? He said, let the babies die. Ooh, oh, we need more babies in America. McDonald's! Um, <laughs> it's because historically the character was... I feel like we... What? He's like, you have a couple powers. <laughs> I feel like there was a jump. I mean, <laughs> like I, I, one or I, two I, steps were skipped. <laughs> I definitely need either Carl or, or Biggs to back me up on this, since they're the the big Superman heads, and I'm more Batman. But I mean, historically, the Jonathan Kent character has been the moral compass for well, the Kents in general him is during where his well, his formative he's years. He's being a moral yeah. compass. But a moral compass does question those things. He's telling him. He's he's, decide, he's asking. Uh, he's like, I don't know and if ask it was the their questions. duty, if it was their their fate to to pass, and, or if you are supposed to start intervening. If if Superman is to intervene in every death, is that his role? We don't know yet. You know what I mean? At that mm-hmm. at that point, he'd be running all around Kansas, stopping every car accident. You know where what I mean? Where like does that's, he draw the that's line? where do you draw the line? What is it's the his beginning of the discovery of what are your Perhaps. responsibilities? What are your limits? What and and what is not only what are your responsibilities, but are you in fact working counter to the greater good by doing heroic acts from time to time, which clearly is what ends up being part of the movie's theory when he's being persecuted by the earth officials. Perhaps my issue is not with the way that the line was written, but perhaps the performance. Because performed, it <laughs> you really... You watched 2.2 2 seconds of performance. <laughs> I can't believe... I don't know. I'm not that big of a Superman fan, deli- so that's probably line, why I don't The way the fuck, line was but... delivered makes it sound very... That's... But to me... If, I mean, is nobody going to back me up on this? Does I haven't seen the trailer. Seem I haven't like, seen the trailer. Okay. But, well, but it's, and but actually, it's out actually, of context. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to back you up on that because that's not what bothered me about the trailer. Really? Okay. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's... Other that's because to me, sad, but, angsty, oh, no, the, so... the whole trailer felt like the ending credits of the Incredible Hulk TV show. That that I'm so sad, sad that I'm, I yes. have all this responsibility. Well, I won't even put it on that. It just like, it was like, it didn't... Superman as a character to me, has always been a triumphant character, has always been an ideal to live up to, and so on. And I'm sure that's where the journey is going to end. However, the journey that they're showing me is is really... Well, maybe they're trying to go for the struggle really is, to get is, to that journey. And, per, I'm, and perhaps, and maybe it'll work, and I'll still go see it, but all I know yeah. is the trailer wasn't interesting. Well, well that's bad then. There's yeah. nothing... No, it wasn't. It wasn't interesting at all. He's clearly allowed himself to be shackled by, by the... Earth people, which is dumb, sort of. It's the same kind of thing that I. Well, hate where else when he is got. he gonna go? 
Well, but no, I mean shackled. You go wherever you want. Like, literally shackled. Oh, oh, okay. You did that in the like, comics though too. Yeah, but that's but it's those are not. I don't like those stories. There's the problem with Superman is similar to the problem with He Man. He's almost he's nigh invulnerable. You know what yeah. I mean? He's almost unstoppable, and he's yes, such a he Christ can punch figure. a moon. Exactly, he can punch the moon. What well, you I mean, do? the only thing that stops him is himself. And yeah. so it is that inner struggle and that decision that he makes and that Kryptonite. I will not but, kill because it's not a good thing to kill. And all those decisions are Superman important Superman 2 is awesome because he fights three people who are as badass as him. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a real threat. There's a real possibility he is going to die. Beyond, beyond the point of you pull the thing off his mask and he can't breathe, a.k.a. Kryptonite. Exactly. And three people <laughs> that discover these powers and decide, ooh, yeah, three, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, and and, 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 and revel so. in that. So and they show, in yeah. yeah, they show the irredeemable side. You yeah. guys have read that book, which is fucking bomb ass awesome. But again, this is also, from what I understand, the first salvo in the Justice League buildup. Oh, right. So that's so, beginning. Yeah. So, so the, the so this this Superman is the one League. we will see in Justice League. So we're headed to Justice League with this Superman. So we gotta have the time when the government mistrusts Superman turned into the time when they. Are always calling him on the comm, going, "Help!" Nah, AIDS. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, yeah. Superman, you're gonna want to take a look at this. What is it, Batman? <laughs> I just dug up an old. That's your Batman. Yeah, that's. I just dug up an old file. Batman. I just dug up an old file. Containing 1935. Containing some. Yeah. I like how his Batman sounds like the. Say, I'm Batman. Why don't you take a look at this, Wonder Woman? Yeah, let me see it. Let me see it. Say, man, let me take a look. Man, what do you think, Wonder Woman? Yeah, I can't tell exactly. Man, 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 man. This file. This file is full of information. What's funny? I think that voice is actually better than the Bale voice. So, really, Bale's choice. People actually compliment me on work. I can't find this anymore. What is it? What's a file? Oh, you need to do I'm, not ta- I'm not talking about your interpretation of yeah. Bale. I'm talking about Bale. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just look yeah. under the microfiche? We have a whole microfiche system. Oh, it's all there for you to use. <laughs> what the what fuck is going on Google? right now? I'm Bane. <laughs> so, I work for the Justice League now. So in records. <laughs> Batman wants a file. Justice League records. You didn't know that? Going to Bane Justice for League it, works totally like, on microfiche. They don't have computers or anything. Yeah. It's all microfiche. Well, no, that's, where, that's where the truth was still <laughs> out there. Don't you just see that little guy in the corner always going through the mi- microfiche I trying to figure things out? A possibility of seeing something honest in the microfiche. <laughs> <laughs> now everything's controlled by Rupert Murdoch. In here, I thought he was doing Aquaman. But that, <laughs> that, that. Oh, no. Hey. I'm still looking for those macrofish. I uh, thought you were talking about Salmon. Aquaman, not Merman. Oh, no, I'm talking about salmon. Real small salmon. That's what we call macrofish. Minnows. Okay, call them minnows. Those tetras. Those <laughs> tetras, that's <laughs> what I was looking for. Tetras. Shiny fish. That's it. Here we are we on all Fish Talk. for our aquarium when we were 10 because oh, they were shiny God, I hope cool. the Winter Twins aren't in the <laughs> Justice League. Movie. News you don't give a shit about. Oh, I hope they are. <laughs> activate. Wonder <laughs> Twin Powers activate, yes. Uh, earlier this week, uh, last week, we uh, brought you the uh, 100% real true news that North Korean archaeologists had discovered the ancient lair of a unicorn 
near a Punyang. Exciting news. Yeah, Adult uh, Swim even did a bump on that. That was pretty funny. Well, it's with some regret we have to correct that story. What? Yeah. What? It turns out that the story of the unicorn lair suffered in translation. Ah. And what was discovered was nothing more than a simple everyday lair of a dragon-like Kirin. Uh, for those who don't have the monster manual, uh, Kirin <laughs> is a dragon-like creature with hooves and, and like a cow and a unicorn-like horn. Uh, ordinarily finding one it's of their just layers. just an Asian unicorn. One Common these, mistake. One of these Common layers mistake. would be pretty Flies. awesome, but no, no unicorn. So even better than a unicorn. <laughs> so, yeah, because it's real. A flying dragon unicorn. Did, did did North Korea come back with that and say, hey, guys, you're getting it all wrong. So are you <laughs> We didn't say me? we found this layer of a unicorn. <laughs> it's not a unicorn that we found. It's a turin. <laughs> Hello? Eat it. Did Ever? they staple wings and a horn to a cow? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just <laughs> a layer. That's they what it is. They didn't find the actual animal. They they keep just, it's just a layer. They want to keep the layer. Where a, a great prince once kept this animal. And they want to keep the unicorn for themselves. So they said, no, no, it's Kirin. It's Kirin. Kirin. This is still a mythical creature. Not the ah, Apparently not. See, there's, they're saying they have proof positive that it existed. <laughs> Actually, I think the Kirin drill. You think personally. Half dragon, half Todd, It's a dragon-like creature with hooves like a cow and a unicorn-like horn. How can that not be real? That you read out of Monster Manual Volume 2. That's incredible. Yeah. No, we do... Put a lot of that's right, John hormones Davidson. in our cows Thank these days, <laughs> so there might be one of those somewhere in the world. <laughs> With vestigial wings. News you don't give a shit about uh, Doctor uh, Doctor 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 He's a Jock Doctor. All right, <laughs> Doctor. Hey yo, did you break your bone doing some sports? Hey, hey I'm a Doctor. I'm hey. good for that. Hey yo, whoa. hey, that's a nasty cough you got there. Oh yeah. Hey, hey I tell you what. Why hey. don't you give me two laps? We'll see how you're doing. Oh no, I couldn't do two laps. I sprained my thing in the what's it? You know. You better go ahead and take another lap, Pally. I'm a Doctor. I know what's going on. Ah, <laughs> And Jeez. just like hey, that, hey. you gave him another character. Oh, yeah. don't Why do don't much. you go past the ball around a little uh, bit? Geez. See if you don't work out that age. I can't get up this rope. <laughs> I can't get up the rope, Doc. Don't tell me that. I can't I get up the rope, Doctor. I know you got some rough chafing around the knee area. What I want to see from you is 15 push-ups right oh, now. Oh, jeez, I couldn't do three. I don't care. This medicine ball doesn't have any real medicine in it. You ain't eating it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jamie Awe, the director of the Institute the of... Doctor. The yeah, Doctor. Yeah, the Doctor from here on in. Will, <laughs> the Institute of Archaeology in Belize has filed suit against Lucasfilm. Its new owner, the Walt Disney Company, and the Indiana Jones distributor, Paramount Pictures, Indiana Jones. Cl claiming that all three companies owe a share of the profits from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull to the nation of Belize because that's where the skull came from. According to, to like the, the one doctor, they used in the movie, uh, the original Crystal Skull was taken from Belize by the treasure hunting Mitchell Hedges family nearly 90 years ago and has since been used for profits that the home nation hasn't had a share in. Uh, the doctor claims that three uh, companies own a share of the illegal profits they earned from the likeness of the skull to Belize. What? And also demands the return of the original skull to its rightful home. Quote, Lucasfilm never sought nor was given permission to utilize the Mitchell Hedges skull or its likeness in the film. Unquote. Uh, the Jockter's lawsuit claims, to date, Belize has not participated in any of the profits derived from the sale of the film or the rights thereto. Uh, there's, of course, a couple problems with Oz's claim. Yeah. Uh, for one thing, the movie in the was movie, crap. Well, it's, not it's, I would say, like, like, A, your first problem is 
don't uh, don't don't go after this movie. Leave it alone. Be like, oh, that was Bad a piece movie. of shit. I don't want to. I don't want to be associated with that. Well, Just stay away from it. Well, here, here's a few facts. Uh, the one thing in the movie, the Crystal Skull originates from Peru, not Belize. And for another, the Mitchell Hedges skull was more more than probably a hoax. The uh, the family member who found it, young Anna Mitchell Hedges, never did quite get her story straight, and so it's a very possible the Belize was never the original skull's home. And by you know by this extension, I would say that uh, ancient Israel owns rights to everything with a cross on it. I Just guess. Saying. Right, yeah. If if I if I make a movie and put a pyramid somewhere in it, then Egypt needs to get paid. According to this, chapter. not even the pyramid, yeah. a pyramid. A Just pyramid. throw yeah. this. This this, this is a geomet- throw this out. Geomet- don't even don't even entertain this. This, this wow. man should be jailed. It's dumb. For he should be jailed. Belize is we gotta desperate start jailing for money. People for stupidity. Li- for uh, ir- uh, bad Filing litigious garbage and irresponsible claims. Yeah, irresponsible lawsuits should be. Penalized. And really, what court is going to hear this? with jail time. But really, what court is going to hear this? The court in Belize? Who knows? So there's no court this could be tried in. You know what this is? It's marketing. He just wants people to talk about Belize. (laughs) Come to Belize. Come to Belize. No, but I mean, that's not bad marketing. People are talking about Belize. And then then they go, oh, Belize. Because Belize apparently is. I mean, my brother went to Belize. He says it's freaking gorgeous. And you're right next to Guatemala. You check out the temples where they shot for Star Wars. You know, it's like it's all awesome. It'd be more awesome if they had their crystal skull back. I guess, but there's like eight other crystal skulls around the world too. So yeah, and all of them are friggin' and all of them are fake. Goof, yeah, yeah. News you don't give a shit about. Angry Birds developer Rovio announced this week they've hired Despicable Me producer John Cohen to produce the Angry Birds movie, with the goal of the summer 2016 release date. The movie, why? <laughs> the movie will be a why? Because that is a money cash cow. That the is the games that, are. The games are, and the licensing, the and the merchandise, is yeah, there's so much and merchandise the toys, make a and movie. the pencil cases. I was just cases. Toys R Us. There's like a, an aisle and a half of just angry birds. Battleship has proven fine. nothing. It's that you cannot just willy-nilly make a movie out of any property. But, but here's the difference between Battleship and, and Angry Birds. Battleship yeah. Angry money. Birds actually has marketable characters. Yeah. And it's not just boats angry at boats. Yeah. It's a birds angry at pigs. The pigs are cute. The birds are angry. It's perfect. Yeah, it's it's gonna do nobody well. Nobody likes birds. Nope. You know? There is there there actually is a story behind Angry Birds. Yeah, Battleship didn't ha- have a story. Mm-hmm. They, they made a one, TV show one out fleet of versus another fleet. No. no, they made a great cartoon out of Pac Man. Well, that, but I'm saying if, a great cartoon. If you could, great, if you can, as in like, yourself were bagging cartoon. on it last as week, in like, I love it. A great against your side of your head. I You're like, I love it. If you could make a cartoon out of Pac Man, you can make a movie out of Angry Birds. <laughs> Just because you love it doesn't mean it's more story to Angry it's Birds. It's Mesmeron. Yeah. Peppa, we gotta run. Mesmeron's on a case. Packy, make sure else. you get the baby and if let's get else, out of here. Pac-Man's got a great voice. Hey, Pac-Man, we're coming to get you. Yeah, yeah Pac-Man, you think you can run from us? You can't. I love the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Doesn't mean it was great. Oh, come on, it's oh, good times. It was good times, yes, but cartoon. not great in any it's regard. Through rose-tinted glasses, it's true. When you watch them now, you're kind of like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? You need the unicorn. <laughs> yeah, going back and watching some of that stuff is kind of bad for my childhood. Awesome. It's out of hand. But the Pac-Man <laughs> is, is fun. <laughs> keep trying. I like it a lot. You'll man. keep trying. You'll never. I, I can still quote parts of some car- Pac-Man cartoons. I feel you. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I loved it, but it's bad. Really, not. It's uh. even as I was watching it as a child, I was like. 
this could be better. <laughs> I you still watched object- it. You had objectivity. <laughs> I didn't. That, which is which is rare in a child. <laughs> well, you're a little right? bit older than me at that time. Yeah, a couple years older. Mm-hmm. So you were five and I was seven. Yeah. Or whenever they came out. Yeah. They came out a little later than that, actually. Yeah, I was probably 12 and you were 10. And 12, that's baby stuff. <laughs> Wait, watching this baby stuff. Pac-Man cartoon? 10 years old now. Stuff. All I remember is 12. I remember. That was a pretty good uh, Dean venture there. Yeah, no, I was probably Thank still you. watching the damn cartoons back when, when I was 12. Dean it was back Hank? when. Actually, you're probably, you're probably yeah, right. It was a little more Hank than Dean. The Saturday morning lineup was it. It was like all I lived for. Dude, I used to go oh, yeah. at 6 in the morning on Saturdays. Yeah, yes. Get a big bowl of. You know, Captain you, you watched it until Willie Tyler and Lester came on. Until I like watched it until wrestling one came o'clock. on. Yeah, we got wrestling. Yeah, and I hated it, um, but now I love it. Uh, which is weird, but no, not really. That <laughs> they had an evening special, a, a a prime time special. Is this the Christmas one? No, all not the Christmas one. There was a primetime special all about the new lineup of cartoons. Oh, yeah, when they oh, gear up I for loved the when Saturday they morning. And they had yeah. the guy who did the voice for Pac-Man on the show talking about being Pac-Man. And I thought it was really cool. Please tell me that's a part of your your DVD set. I wish they did not treat those DVDs with any respect. Nah. The second set is garbage. It's a single disc. It's terrible. At first, that's not even that good. They didn't retouch Who it. Who put it out? Hanna Barbera, man. They just really? fucking oh, they toilet bowl. That's all something their for Shout Factory to do. Yeah, it'd be nice. I'm gonna be pissed if they do a remastered version because it, because you know I've got, gotta buy them all. I've got again. a couple. I gotta get them again, <laughs> which I finally got the fucking uh, what's his name? What's but yeah, it? really though, sword? what's the chances with the sword? With the sword, Conan? No, the Demon? other one, Thunder, Thunder, Thundar the Thunder. Barbarian. Okay. I do like Thunder. I like Thunder growing up. Yeah. But his his discs are bare bones too. It's very yeah. Uh, Hanna Barbera just doesn't seem to care. They don't give a fuck. Man. They're like, look, we can sell them for ten dollars. I wish. Them, or they yeah. don't sell them. For, they're expensive no. as fuck. But uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like we can make more money. We'll, we'll produce well, time, a ten dollar product. I guess you know. Yeah, they 30. know what they're doing. They're selling it to right. idiots like me who are yeah. nostalgia hungry. Time Warner owns Hanna Barbera now, right? Yeah, so that's what it is. It's Time so, Warner putting it out with garbage. Time Warner. I guess it's. It sounds to me like Time Warner is making a, a very business-driven decision, saying this is going to have a very narrow market. It takes a lot of money to go out and do research and and compile all of these extras that go on discs, and to put them out, to put that kind of expenditure, so that you can put a DVD that not a lot of people are going to buy, is not cost-effective. Well, but unfortunately, also, you're right. It's and, not even and, about and, the extras. And it's sad it, because that. Is the reality of a lot of these geeky things that we liked growing up. Now going forward, they're doing all kinds of behind-the-scenes recordings, so that you know if and when it's time to put the DVD out, it doesn't cost them anything sure. extra. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, we've already got all this stuff. Boom, put it on the disc. Mm-hmm. But you know, for those older properties, it's it's the reality is we're very unlikely to see anything that was the, like what you saw on TV where they were. Doing the review of the upcoming shows. Yeah. So. Saturday well, Super K, motherfucker. Yeah, see, Saturday me, Super K was the best. I have found, uh, like with movies, I'm not that crazy about the extra features. I well, really um, like the extra features on that Batman disc so far. I mean, I'll watch most of the like behind-the-scenes making of things. Mm-hmm. Well, I once. got the two-disc set and watched the Batmobile I story. have not bought movies that I love be- 
because they didn't have yeah. extra features but, on them. I but stand I'll tell you, I've done that. Uh, I don't think I've ever watched a complete movie with the commentary what? on the whole time. That's the All best Kevin part. Oh, yeah. uh, best part. Well, I'm watching it, I get, I get maybe movies, a quarter yeah. through the movie, and I'm like, I just want to watch this movie I love. And that's Even why I if it's shitty commentary, mm. that's, I it's get to entertaining. That point. Well, like, like I'm you were such a fan of the movie, I just want to watch a freaking movie. Like I understand. You were saying with There's a lot of people out there that have absolutely... You know, beyond you, a hate on for commentaries oh, I, I, and so on. I get why they're there and mm-hmm. why people love them. But and I mean, the yeah. closest I think I got was waiting for Guffman because that one's pretty freaking hilarious mm-hmm. because it's just the guys. It's yeah. you know all those guys just being hilarious again. And, and there's something to be said. Some commentaries are much better than oh, others. Some of them are god awful. Now, don't get me wrong. With the extended uh, Lord of the Rings, I've seen every minute of all that extra stuff, and mm-hmm. that's like. 20 hours of extra yeah, footage. And, of and have you done those commentaries? I have not. That's I the only thing I've Do it. Done. Those are great commentaries. Them. I can't get through them. I've tried. When we were deciding to make this <laughs> version of Elrond's beard, what we had to do was make sure that the chin mold that we'd taken early in the year would still mesh up with the chin that he currently had. And we'd take the chin and dip it and Peter was always very adamant about not losing chin molds. How can you not love that? This was like the third <laughs> time we had to wear the feet and they weren't even shot in the movie. There was a lot movie. of complaints about the freaking feet. <laughs> there was. Feet. There is a lot of anger at the feet. News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> I mean, it took an hour to put the damn things on, apparently, so I understand it. Apa- yeah. And apparently they were very uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't Yeah, But still, shut up. Who cares? <laughs> Pizza Hut Canada handed out bottles of O to wait, Pizza wait, Hut. Wait, wait, There is no Pizza, pizza Hut Canada. Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they... Not only the, is there Pizza Hut... Where do you hut. think the uh, Canadian bacon pizzas come from? Thank you. There's Pizza Hut all over the world Isn't it now. Pizza what the hell are you talking hut? about? <laughs> pizza Hut. Jesus Christ. Pizza Hut Canada. Pizza hoser. <laughs> handed out bottles of O to Pizza Hut, a pizza-scented perfume... <laughs> To 110 That's lucky Facebook lucky. fans. Lucky! <laughs> oh, what luck! <laughs> After reaching a momentous 100,000 likes on their fan page. Son of a bitch, I didn't get the old pizza hut! They're just scraping the oils off of some fat guy after they've eaten <laughs> pizza. Putting it so in a that's bottle. That's why those Pizza Hut people nope. are always at your house, Paul. <laughs> pizza Hut people at my house. Oh, please, I don't need Pizza Hut. Pizza Huts are dogs. <laughs> That's why that roof looks like a doghouse. It's for dogs. What began as a harmless question of how much the Facebook community adored the appetizing smell of a freshly made pizza snowballed into the bizarre product. What? Even more of a surprise is the fact that the idea of actually launching a pizza-scented fragrance was met with virtually no resistance (laughs) from Pizza Hut Canada. Their official press release, Marketing and Product Development Director Beverly DeCruz said, When our ad team at GRIP GRIP brought the idea to us, we absolutely loved it. What better way to celebrate our Facebook fans than by providing them a way to enjoy the fresh smell of Pizza Hut pizza whenever they want, unquote. Hey. On their balls. <laughs> and <laughs> and thus, you know, after a hasty decision. Gets her down there and, you know, gets her going. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, before you do them laps, why don't you get up on this stuffed crust over here? <laughs> <laughs> eh, 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 come on. I'll I got some extra cheese in my dick. Extra Peter for dick my high cheese. cholesterol. That seems counterproductive. <laughs> hey, who's the jockey here? Get up on this dick cheese. Yo. I'll stuff your crust for you. <laughs> oh, you know, I wasn't going to do it, but it smells like Pizza Hut. I can't That's help right. Myself. Suck on this pepperoni. Hey. 
right over here. Oh, that's a the good. The doctor is in the house. You got any wings to go with that? <laughs> Wing Street is around the back, my friend. Oh, 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 oh. oh. wow! This I only see three kinds of sauces back here. <laughs> Just dip in a wing, it'll come out brown. Oh. Yum yum. Wing Street. That's what I call my asshole. It's a doctor term. It's a medical doctor term. That was that was a that was a very Gilbert Godfrey joke done in a Ford uh, in a uh, Andrew Dice Clay voice. Yeah. There, something is obstructing your Wing Street, damn Pally. <laughs> You well, one of them? Uh, you one of them guys that likes it in the wing street? Well, my cousin was sticking his uh, yeah, yeah, stuffed cousin, uh, pizza right, in my right, wing right. street. Well, you whenever know. you and you, whenever you and Jennifer go get married in Massachusetts, don't send me no invites. All right, there. Okay, wing street. Yeah, one thing led to another. So we just created a whole term. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm happy get about out of my wing street. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> There's the title of the show. Oh, oh no, it's not. That's not. I don't Ooh, need pieces of around that one. <laughs> my wing street's been burning all week. <laughs> I, I don't need Pizza Hut sniffing around our wing street. Oh, <laughs> I have one too many stuffed crust pizzas, and my wing street is killing me. <laughs> and so after the hasty decision, Ode to Pizza Hut was born. Touted with having top notes of, quote, freshly baked hand-tossed dough. The company made sure that these people earned the right to have it by making them extol their desperate desire for the, them their wings for the product publicly on their fan page for the world to see. Hey, yo, I got a question for you. You a lady using this stuff because it's got top notes of dough. You're going to give yourself a yeast infection and won't look back. Your wing street's going to be baking bread. Jacques, I think there are other places you can put the cologne. Yeah, whatever. Then why else do you buy cologne except to put on your balls no, and up your exactly. wing street? Some people don't use it only for that. They use it in other areas. Where would you put it? Why else would you need it? Behind the ears, on the wrists. You know how it Behind is. Behind the ears and wrists don't smell like the end of the world. <laughs> only my, my downstairs business in the wing street is where I really need the treatment. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, I've been meaning to talk to you. My wing street's a little bloody these uh, days. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm a doctor. I didn't go to doctor school for two years to My apologies. a doctor. My apologies. You know what? Fuck you. I no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, sorry. Don't cut it, Pally. No, it's please, doctor. I'm street. sorry. How could I make it up to you? Suck my wing street. <laughs> uh, news you don't give a shit about. It used to be that Kopi Kuwak, the uh, coffee, right. pr- pr- the oh coffee my God. processed through the this bowels is, of is... civets. Oh, yes. goody, goody, goody. Hey, do you want some Kopi Kuwak? <laughs> Fresh Kopi out of the wing stop. <laughs> Called one of the most uh, most uh, expensive. expensive and, best and best tasting yeah, beverage yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. It was then the top end of the high priced and rarest yeah. coffees. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like well, $120 a pound for. Now, black ivory coffee is the new hotness. Instead, elephants. instead of going through the bowels of a cat, it goes through the bowels of Thai elephants. Oh my gosh! Oh. Quote: oh, Funny. When an elephant eats coffee, its stomach acid breaks down the protein found in coffee, which is the key. When an elephant <laughs> eats coffee, he gets really high, and he says to his elephants, "Look how high am I?" Oh, he oh. says, "I like eating coffee. I like eating coffee." <laughs> I like eating coffee. I like eating coffee. <laughs> I like eating coffee. I like eating coffee. 
<laughs> I like eating coffee. Oh, yes, that's that, your chorus. That. That's your chorus. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> less is more. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. less is just less. <laughs> And Jeff is already in pain. It's catchy. Oh, I like pain. eating coffee. I like eating coffee. <laughs> I think we're just going like, to go take I a I can't nap. get it out of my head. I've <laughs> <laughs> been humming that all week. I like eating coffee. 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 You're not helping. That is. You're not helping. That is top 40 hit right there. Well, the elephant went looking for another coffee high. I think I'm helping Paul Then happened to see another coffee plant nearby. He said, oh, I like eating coffee. 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 Oh, when an elephant eats coffee, its stomach acid breaks down the protein found in coffee, which is a key factor in bitterness. Said Blake Dinkin, the uh, who developed the coffee. Quote: You end up with a cup that's very smooth without the bitterness of regular coffee. The elephant's massive stomach provides a bonus. Thanks to the length of time it takes for the beans to be digested and the other ingredients that infuse the beans during that time. The Uh, other ingredients (laughs) being the innards of an elephant's stomach. Yeah. And, oh, uh, the <laughs> elephant loves coffee. He never forgets. But for some reason, he doesn't remember. Eating coffee gives him shits. Oh, he says, I like eating coffee. 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 That's naturally where it's going to go. I like eating coffee. Oh. <laughs> For now, the $50 per drink serving. $50 a serving. Yes. Is only available at luxury hotels in Thailand, uh, the Maldives, and uh, Abu Dhabi. So, Todd, I feel like you gave up on that story. <laughs> I, I, I gave up on the section, so it's only to bring Wait, us to Weekend what, Geek. What was the last place that was available? Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. I like Abu Dhabi. I like Abu Dhabi. I like Abu Dhabi. I like Abu Dhabi. Woo woo. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. I'll try to get officially. Weekend geek. Yay. You know, for the next week or so, every time a guest orders coffee from you, you're going to be thinking of that song. Yep. It's stuck in your head now. Fuck you all. You belittled it, but it has stuck with you. You'll be humming it tomorrow. No, it was fine until you repeated it all that time. Now it's stuck in my brain. Exactly. That's now credit where credit's due. That's based on the Austrian went yodeling song. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, I thought it sounded yeah. familiar. That's what it is. I thought it sounded familiar. It's the Austrian went yodeling. All your song. music. Now the last Kookaburra laugh is people are going to come sue you. Whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's not an original tune. If that, I'm saying that right now. <laughs> well, as I like to... Uh, There's nothing original anymore. <laughs> when I always have that story that's on the fence where there could be... Usually don't give a shit about a oh, weekend hey, geek. Hey, hey, speaking of fence. comes right in the middle. Speaking of fence, Todd. Yes. What time is it when an elephant sits on your fence? <laughs> what time? Time to get a new fence. Thank you. Oh, I like eating coffee. I like eating coffee. <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo, oh, for God's sake, stop it. I like eating coffee. Woo, woo. <laughs> I like how your elephant is still shitting. (laughs) (laughs) I had a lot of coffee. (laughs) Pan's Labyrinth. 
Guillermo del Toro's hallucinatory fairy tale of a family unraveling and a young girl's descent into insanity in the midst of the Spanish Civil War is being adapted into a musical for the stage. I can see that. According to Deadline Hollywood, del Toro is not only behind the project, but the driving force to make it happen. He's been working quietly in the adaptation for four years now and apparently found a few spare moments in the process of directing Pacific Rim and being rumored on backing out of a staggering amount of projects to co-author a book for the stage adaptation. Uh, Composer Gustavo uh, Santanella, a two-time Oscar winner for his work on Brokeback Mountain and Babel, is signed on to write the music, while lyrics... uh, will be the province of Paul Williams, who uh, Muppet fans may know as the writer of Rainbow Connection. It's got cred. It's a great I think movie. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it's a good movie. And I, very see it sad. On stage. I mean, it's a pretty theatrical movie. It's a pretty, oh, yeah. yeah. So it's not that big of a stretch to put it on stage. The visual effects could be difficult, but I mean, you worked on you worked on uh, the, Lion King, which, which did a great job effects. at kind of transferring... Yeah, no, kind I don't think animation it, to. Uh, yeah, I don't think it would be that hard for them to figure oh, out. Oh, guys, guys, guys! I just got, I just got this on my phone. It's an alert from the Guillermo del Toro. Uh, oh shit! Guillermo I would just like to der, point out Dertoro, to the audience uh, that there is no phone in his hand. <laughs> you can't yeah, he's pretending there is one. Names. But he did mime one. He did mime one. <laughs> he's miming <laughs> a phone as if there were the guys, audience guys, watching. No, no, no! Seriously, seriously! You're not allowed no. to do the bit if you can't they say have, the name. They right. have an early piece from the from the show. Oh, do they? Yes. So from whose show? From the new from the new show. Pan's Labyrinth. But who did? that who did this yes Guillermo del Toro oh, yeah okay. and it, there you so go. all right Guillermo del Toro's new show Pan's Labyrinth this is one of the first pieces of music that's been released really from the show how'd yes, you get a hold of this uh I have my sources wow that's so impressive. you know when she goes into the labyrinth and she encounters the demon with the feast in front of him of yeah course. And she dares to steal a grape hand eyes dares to steal grape the hand eyes listen yeah. to you that happens to be the focus of the song oh, really yes what here we go odds? let's hear it let's hear it let's hear it here we go Please don't give me five. I'll go blind. I'll go blind. <laughs> that is one of the longer setups for one of the stupider jokes I've heard in quite a while. Performance really breaks down when the performer breaks out in laughter. Well, it's still workshopping. They're still workshopping it. They're in rehearsals. The setup wasn't even worth the payoff. Setup, I, I, I make the really worth the payoff. Really, really funny. In fact, I would even uh, say there was no payoff. With uh, Chronicle director Josh Trank now firmly on board for the next uh, movie of the Fantastic Four, 20th Century Fox, and Marvel. Boo. Who is this guy? Josh, the guy, that the guy Chronicle. Chronicle, which is actually a good movie. No. Yeah, it's good. No. All right, we'll see. He's got to save some real shit. No. They have set a 2015 release date for the film, March 6th, 2015, to be exact. That means uh, 2015 shaping up to be a bigger year for Marvel movie fans. Already, that year's going to get released uh, Ant Man and Avengers 2. Yeah, so 2015 will be big. Put the four on top of it. Um, and isn't that also the uh, Star Star Wars too? Isn't it? Not that that's Marvel, but you're the, right. 2015. Well, it's 2015 Disney. It's also Star it's Wars. all Disney. Yeah. yeah, it's it's well. Let's say it every 2015 year now, is it's the year yeah, of Disney. From now on out, every year is Disney. Disney year. owns your summer. Yeah. Don't they own everything now? Uh, getting close. It's everything getting close. we care about. Slowly trying to take over the world, I, but in a really nice way. Okay. <laughs> 
They're not opposed to gay marriage. <laughs> that's the that's the breaking point. That's for what you. sells me on them. <laughs> that's the that's the line. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's that's their official company tagline. <laughs> I'd be fine. I'd be fine with the killing as long as you were well, okay the, with gay. I don't think they're doing any killing. <laughs> that's like they're gonna let you know. <laughs> oh god. They're keeping that hush hush. <laughs> It wasn't very long ago we were talking about Ghost Rider creator Gary Friedrich's woes over the character ownership. It, it's fun. We're watching Jeff not out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we put Jeff to sleep somehow. Uh, I know what Jeff needs. What? He needs <laughs> coffee. <laughs> and then he'll sing. Oh, I like eating coffee. I like eating coffee. Woo, woo. I like eating coffee. I like eating coffee. Woo, woo. I like eating coffee. I like eating coffee. Woo, woo. I like eating coffee. Woo, If you can't beat him, really. You got to join him. Yeah, if you can't beat him, you got to join him. I think coffee drinking elephant could be a really fun t-shirt. I think that's a musical in itself. Coffee drinking elephant? Yeah. It's a sad story. I'm gonna skip it. Oh, nah, I don't want sad. I don't want is, sad. Is he not gonna get the rights to his character? Is yeah, that what's happening? And then you know what? It's fine. With the ghost, the ghost writer? Nah, it's just that somebody else is getting a lawsuit for their own shit. Good, but that's a dumb character anyway. No, no, oh, that's, that's a whole on, different no. thing. But moving on, some former NASA executives <laughs> are launching a private spacefaring company called Golden Spike Company. May I suggest something before we move on? For those who would like to hear the story we just skipped, please let us know in the comments, and we will talk about it next week. <laughs> if enough comments are requested for it. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but you have no proof that that's the one. None. Yeah. Yeah. I could be doing a whole other story. I understand. I will find the sad but story. But I like the idea of if the audience wants it. Yeah. If we are people, here to give them what they that's want. Fine. That's fine. A hundred different people comment. And speaking, you know of, what? And speaking of, I think that was that. Uh, all of uh, one, two, wait, three, four, five. No, one request for uh, the notorious GHOST. <gasps> hey, at least you got a request. <laughs> <laughs> was that you that requested? No. Yeah, I don't it know. It was a fan. Paul never goes on that website. <laughs> So Golden Spike Company with fans to sell tickets to the moon at the cost of $1.5 billion for two tickets. Whoa. But instead of targeting rich private citizens, as several other private aerospace firms have done, Golden Spike hopes to sell seats to other countries wanting to expand to the stars. The idea is to provide an affordable alternative to starting a space program option for countries wanting to do research and explore. Of course, they'll probably take up anybody willing to pay that much for a right. ticket regardless, but... Uh, Golden Spikes president, former NASA administrator Alan Stern, said they hope the niche will provide successful, prove successful as NASA opens up the field to more independent firms, uh, combined with, quote, the sex appeal of flying your own astronauts, unquote. He also told the Associated Press, it's not about being first, it's about joining the club. We're kind of cleaning up what NASA did in the 1960s. That's what I said about my first girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she was the village bike. Well, that's what you said about your second girlfriend. It's not about being first. Well, it's she about... was my first girlfriend. Oh, okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't her first boyfriend. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> Basically, I was swimming in jizz. <laughs> Is that how you met her? Huh? Yeah, yeah. At a pool party. <laughs> <laughs> the company plans to buy existing rockets to make ships, but hopes to develop its own spacesuits and lunar module. 
Uh, Stern says they hope to have their first mission within the next eight years. With Stern Regular Pinball fun. Company? Yes. These guys are expanding. They're, they're, they're expanding out. That's, that's, that's how they're so they're planning the on eight, eight years from now doing this? Yeah. Well, like, Talk about small market. Within the next decade. Yeah. Well, not... Uh, but really, how many do you need? Maybe two yeah. decades. SpaceX <laughs> is talking about selling trips to Mars for 500000 So... That's a lot cheaper. That's a lot cheaper. Now, this is yeah. $1.5 billion for two tickets. For two tickets. Yeah. But so this is so just this is just some NASA people saying, hey, maybe you a, don't have a space program. Give us a, give us a billion us and a half. Three quarters we'll of let you plant a flag on yeah. the moon. Right. And but, but maybe it's know, an introductory offer. Do you know how few people can do that? Very few. I was watching a comedian today who was doing a whole bit about how Bill Gates, mm-hmm. because he used to think uh, uh, Trump was the richest man in America. Trump's worth like three or four billion. Yeah, I think it's three billion. Bill Gates, fifty-nine billion dollars. Staggering. Not even close. And he was doing a whole bit about like you, you know, Bill Gates must be at parties with Trump and going, two point nine. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice start. That's a good start. You know, giving him a hard time. But nobody can afford it. It's ridiculous. Well, amount of money. the thing about <clears throat> Bill Gates and Melinda, his wife, they're actually philanthropists. Yeah. Oh no, they, which is great. Amazing. Yeah, they're they very are charitable. Really doing a great job yeah. with dispersing their wealth, which. I don't think would have been the case if uh, Apple had been as dominant as it had hoped to be. Yeah. No. <clears throat> or Donald Trump, for that matter. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. well, who knows what he would have done? He's. But nuts. it doesn't change the fact that's an insane it's amount an of money. It's an insane amount of money. Yeah. But that's the I, point. Donald Trump is, con- we would all think, is one of the richest people around. I and would he have, could barely afford to do this. One of the loudest. But again, this is not for people, it's for countries. It's for countries, yeah. Even I still. would have, by this time, built an invisible suit. That goes around raping everybody. <laughs> the suit on its own. Well, he did you that already. No, I'd be in it. Oh, okay. He did that already. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. I'd rather have the suit that does it. Well, you weren't And raped? I can just watch was, it from, was, a, I, from afar. There was this. <laughs> I guess Windows 7. <laughs> kind of did that. Kind of <laughs> did, did, yeah. did rape everybody. Windows yeah. 7 was fine. Uh, 8 will. We'll, oh, eight, yeah. Eight. Eight. Oh, Vista. Vista. Oh, I'm okay. still stuck with Vista. Lucky. Yeah, lucky me. How's that invisible suit feel? Woo! Tight, I've little got, tight. Uh, I got the XP, which is fine. A little tight around the wing street. Huh? I've got the, the one after Vista, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. You got the good one. One of the masterminds behind The Walking Dead is heading to the USA Network. Gail Ann Hurd, the show's executive producer, is moving away from the horror and onto sci-fi. She's producing a sci-fi pilot called Horizon that will be written and uh, co-produced by Bridget Tyler. Uh, quote, set during the height of World War II, Horizon centers on secretary at the FBI who discovers that her husband might have been killed in battle with a spaceship in the South Pacific. <laughs> what? Obsessed with what? learning the truth. Her, a man fought a spaceship? <laughs> she begins, she becomes just got killed by the only person standing between Earth and an alien invasion. Uh, USA co-presidents oh, uh, bullshit. Jeff Wachtel and Chris McCumber call the show the Boom. next... Cucumber? Chris McCumber. Chris Cucumber? Chris McCumber. Chris Kiss my cucumber. cucumber. Are you sure you're not just gurking kiss, me around? Get, kiss your what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a big deal. <laughs> bonk, bonk, bonk. Yeah. Here we go. That's Mi- a classic. Mr. Cumber says the, uh, the next step in the evolution of their programming. Mr. Cumber. <laughs> Friends call him Cumber. It's Cumber to you. It's friends call him Cumber. They, they continued, Horizon is our first genre piece since the uh, 4400 and the first ever period drama for the network. Because 4400 went, did so well for them. Well, you're in a pickle now, Three Cumber. Seasons. 
Really? Did it go three seasons? I'm pretty sure it went three. Which one? Jericho? 4,400. Yeah, I don't remember that thing. That had like, what, two episodes that actually aired on? I don't even fucking know, dude. So, this lady in World War II discovers that her husband was killed by an in alien spaceship. In a battle spaceship. with a spaceship. Oh, in he was battle in a battle spaceship. battle with a spaceship. That's what confuses me. Like, it was like, spaceship's like, he's like, put him up, put him up. <laughs> Perhaps he's in a plane, but still. <laughs> but they don't make that clear. They don't. Nope, they don't. I was thinking it was a ship. Like I, a, a I boat. think he he's just had straight up a Donnybrook with a big old <laughs> fucking saucer. <laughs> Come on, you! I'll give you what for. I'll knock your block off. I'll send you the next Thursday. Come on! Uh, I don't think that spaceship used Queen's rules. You're probably right. The sequel to the 2010 reboot Tron Legacy, called Tron 3 by some, is moving a step forward with Disney in negotiations to hire Jesse Wingato to pen the latest draft of the script. Uh, Joseph Kosinski, who directed Legacy, is attached to helm this installment. No, 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 no. Which is being developed with a renewed purpose under Alan Horn, who took the reins of Disney Studios in June. Some consider the dark and trippy Legacy a lukewarm performer when it opened in December 2010. Piece of shit. But the film grossed $400 worldwide, good enough to spark interest in prolonging the franchise. It's visually intriguing. That's pretty much it. There's no need for another one. No, there is. There's need for a good one. There's need for a good Tron. They've got the technology to do it now. Well, they did it. But no, they didn't. They didn't do it, but that I, they didn't. I, I don't think it was the lack of technology in this new one that, that failed. No, it, it was it. lack of story. It was a lack of thoughtful storytelling. Yeah, exactly. No, it was a, it was a very weird story. They really story. need to find some really, I mean, I'll tell you really this. deep technical advisors. The weirdness and, and convolutedness of the story was pretty true to the kind of movies that were coming out when the first Tron came out. Hey, it's right it's up there with Tron and its weirdness. It's and definitely Lisberger's vision. And no two ways about it. Pretty tr- similar to the uh, but, uh, black hole, and it's pretty similar to like all those weird. But just like I was, just like I was talking with the, the, the Dark Knight. I'm ready for the movie after the movie. Like when, what's her name? Corona, Corolla. I Corona. What's her name? What's her name? What's what's Olivia Wilde's character's yeah, the name? Chick we'll just go with Olivia Hot Wilde's Hot girl character. on the couch. No, but but you the know, chick in the movie. Yeah. yeah, when she's well, when she gets out as yeah. a fully realized right organism, completely Sentient being, yes. d- completely of a digital yeah birth. Well, it was always the intention to continue that story. Sure, but that's the movie. But like, start there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Get there within the first half hour, 40 minutes, with, and then have a bunch of other digital shit coming out to try and catch her. With Cillian Murphy as, you know, as no. young Stark. Yeah. No, you don't need two hours no. of getting to that. No, because that was all it was. was a like, backstory. Who's who? You'll never know. I'm wearing a mask. I might be your old dad, young dad guy. <laughs> well, it turns out I am. We're all the same guy. Everything's the same here, guys. But it's different. Same guy. Just different what things. What do you know? Two hey, sides you, of the same person. You seen my digital elephant? Oh, I like drinking coffee. I like drinking coffee. Woo, woo. I like drinking coffee. I like drinking coffee. Woo, woo. I like drinking coffee. I like drinking coffee. Woo, woo. I like drinking coffee. Tron. Tron. Thanks for switching it up. Well, because it was in Tron. Legacy. Tron Legacy. Hey, if you're still with us out there, bless you. <laughs> oh, dude, they're with us. They are you with, so us. with us. You gotta, by the way, you got to hear uh, Jeff Daniels' version of that song. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> he really nails it. 
It's not just for Germany anymore. <laughs> Genocide? <laughs> Are we going to be talking <laughs> beastiality be a tad more again? Specific. <laughs> Florida has Carlos Florida's Romero. Florida's not just for Germany? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, mean Jewish people. <laughs> we like the peninsula. We will take it. We enjoy its phallic shape. You may keep the panhandle. Your <laughs> Und the weather. Yes, the rest can go. Just the peninsula. Thank uh, you. We do not need your handle. <laughs> we don't want it. <laughs> uh, Carlos Romero, a Florida man accused of sex acts involving a miniature donkey named Doodle. That's <laughs> my favorite sentence of the show. I just want to lay that down. <laughs> donkey, donkey named Doodle. Doodle that he's having sex acts with. Is it a, Yankee, a doodle, Yankee Doodle donkey? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Yankee Doodle donkey. <laughs> yes. It's the most interesting thing I've heard in the last half hour. Why do you think I keep dozing off? These two going back and forth. I'm just like, So now we know to rouse Jeff from a deep sleep. Speak of donkey sex. Mini donkey sex. <laughs> donkey cock. What? what? Normal, normal donkey sex, no, but mini donkey sex. <laughs> In a legal maneuver, Romero's lawyers have filed a motion to have the Florida law that criminalizes sexual behavior with an animal struck down on the bias that it violates the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. Uh, for those outside the U.S. or who just slept through school, the 14th Amendment reads thusly. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. In addition to violating the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, attorneys for Mr. Romero argue that the one-year jail sentence for participating in sexual activities involving animals, a first-degree misdemeanor in Florida, amounts to cruel and unusual punishment. In the motion, Romero's legal team argues that it's none of the state of Florida's business what he does with his miniature donkey in the privacy of someone else's barn. Uh, writing whoa, in whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, somebody else's <laughs> barn? <laughs> the privacy of somebody else's barn? This is the sex zoo that we were talking about. <laughs> Now, Germany. that's in Germany. Well, yes, but as you said, it's Somebody not else's Germany born. anymore. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they wrote in part, By making sexual conduct with an animal a crime, the statute demeans individuals like defendant by making his private sexual conduct a crime. Uh, jury selection in the trial for Mr. Romero, who uh, turned down a plea earlier this year, choosing instead to take his chances in court, begins later this month. This guy is actually Cesar Romero's little brother. A quick you mean note: little like he's <laughs> mini, like he's small, like the donkey. He's fucking a donkey! Oh, he's fucking a donkey! A quick note: no one can really accuse Romero's trio of public defenders, Joshua Wyatt, Scott Schmidt, and Joshua Lukeman of not doing absolutely everything in their power to win the day in court for Mr. Romero. Because these three guys are going to have their names attached forever to a legal document stating that sex with animals shouldn't be against the law because they believe their client deserves the best reputation representation they could offer. Can the donkey take the stand? And Mama wants you to be a lawyer. Uh, yes, what would the donkey say? Well, you know what? <laughs> Part of this is, though, on a, on a, on a strangely serious note... <laughs> <laughs> when we're talking Please. about donkeys, let's let's, let's 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 bring this in. <laughs> but in, part the of the reason that this is potentially a dangerous thing to have happen 
the uh, prevention by law of me fucking a donkey in the privacy of my own home leads comes to leads to laws that prevent me to do any sexual act that someone else finds considers deviant or inappropriate. Agreed. Hence, <coughs> homosexual activities yeah, could be outlawed. Thing. And so that's where I think is where the lawyers are mm-hmm. seeing the potential of this is a pretty important case. At the same time, what <laughs> are we doing? Well, I'll well, tell you what. laws are already on the books, though, and, that's, and they, they've never been struck down. I'll tell you the, the, the fucked up thing, and this is probably, I mean, this is a, a debate for a whole other show. But what needs to happen, much to my sadness, because I love hamburgers, <laughs> but we need to reclassify animals and animal rights to the point where that kind of activity with an animal, because it is a sentient being without the means to defend itself or stop someone doing that yeah, shit it can't to it. voice its opinion. It'd be like having it's sex an with, with an invalid or, you or know, taking advantage or... of a child, something like that, because, yeah. If, if, if we extended that, if we extended the rights of the animal, then we wouldn't have to worry about the behavior because the behavior is already deemed inappropriate, Ill- inappropriate because the status of the animal has been raised. But as you but say, if, but if that means no more animal, burgers. No more burgers, yeah. No more chicken mm-hmm. wings. Because when we give no more wings, credit stop. Humana- <laughs> hey, humanity hey. to animals. Doodle was asking for it's it. It's true. <laughs> he yanked his doodle. His thing. name is Doodle. Hey, Come on now. name is Doodle. Yankee Doodle sex uh, Yeah, because it's not, it's not about you know whether you have the right to do things in your own home. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever you want to do with another uh, you know, consenting, consenting adult, adult or yeah, by that's yourself, the key that's phrase. fine. Consenting. But for a creature that can't voice its opinion, no. yeah. it's, it's not right. Nope. I'm sure his argument is, ah, he loves it, but, you know. And you know what? Look, Probably doesn't I sit hate there, it. I put the peanut butter on my cock, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, he might enjoy it, but we don't but we know. we don't know. That's the We that's don't the, know. That's and hey, trick. it makes for great coffee. I've never gotten a complaint from my donkeys. <laughs> it makes for great coffee, exactly. <laughs> Not from the donkey, from the donkey fucker. <laughs> Nothing like donkey-ass coffee. Oh. <laughs> I like fucking donkey. I like fucking donkey. All right. On December. I like fucking donkey. I do not like this version of the song. I like fucking donkeys. I like fucking donkeys. No. On December 17th, the 25th anniversary of Mega Man, Capcom will be releasing Street Fighter X Mega Man. A crossover title that pits Mega Man against classic Street Fighter characters standing in as robot bosses. And the game is free. It's uh, modeled after the original 8-bit graphics. Gameplay gameplay looks pretty straightforward and appears to be what you'd expect in a retro Mega Man game. Uh, So be prepared to do a lot of jumping. Uh, The official Capcom blog tells the story of how superfan Cao Zong Hai approached them with a skeletal version of the game as a kind of, hey, wouldn't it be neat if... A proof of concept, and they ran with it. Uh, the game will be released through Mega, uh, Cop- Capcom's Mega Man site on Monday, December seventeenth. Well, that's cool. It's free. That's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. And I, I saw some footage. Console. It looked. It's Mega Man. I wish it was on console. But yeah. It's Capcom cool. basically said, "Oh shit, it's twenty fifth anniversary. We need to do something." Well, they did a bunch of stuff for Street Fighter, and they just left Mega Man in the cold because they could give a fuck about Kenji and Afuni. That's what's going on. But whatever. Well, and Street Fighter's better known. It is, but Kenji and Afuni. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying he was the heart of that fucking company for a long time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Yeah. I almost bought that set, and I have every fucking game in it. Yep. 
Just wanted the soundtrack. I remember you talking about that. You yeah. were tempted. Well, I was tempted. Statue and soundtracks. Mm, delicious. <clears throat> the organization behind the yearly Grammy Awards have announced the nominees for the 2013. And for the first time in the history of the awards, a video game has made the cut. The soundtrack for that game company's Journey has been nominated for an award in the Best Score Soundtrack in Visual Media category, alongside works such as Hans Zimmer's score for The Dark Knight Rises and John Williams' The Adventures of Tintin. The score for Journey was composed by Austin Wintry, who had also worked on several other video games and movies. Even though Journey is the first video game to have its entire score nominated for a Grammy Award, uh, composer uh, Christopher Tim was the first artist to receive a Grammy Award for a g- video game-related score. His arrangement of Baba Yetu, the theme song from Civilization IV, was awarded with a Grammy in 2011. Now, I mean, uh, is that score out on CD? Like, can you buy the score separately? I believe you can in, in a lot of games. That sort of is that true? Because, I mean, I could see that's what's prevented it for this time. Is like because the Grammys are just dealing with things that, you know what I mean? It's but, because of iTunes. More and more of that music's been readily available. Yeah. And there's actual sales numbers to go, oh, people buy video game music. What yeah. the fuck? Well, I mean, it's long overdue because there's some amazing music in all those video games. Yeah, Baba Yetu, if you haven't heard of that, that song will bring me to tears. It's so awesome. Yeah, no, it's so... It's, I need to download that track. It is about time. Time that, like I say, I'm surprised it didn't happen ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, Long overdue. The, the theme for Mega Man Two is really good. And I'm sorry, Tintin, really? That got nominated? I don't know. Didn't see it. Didn't hear it. I saw it. Eh. It's out on Netflix now. Disney movies came out on Netflix today. Yeah, a whole bunch of them. All the old. Uh, like, They've been through the weekend. I've been seeing more and more popping up. All mm-hmm. the old like Fox and the Hound and all those yeah. old yep. school oh. Disney. Uh, the, Aristocats. Yeah. the Aristocats. The Aristocats. Fox there's, and the Hound. And there's all those. an UB. IWorks lost I got a cartoons t- collection I want to watch. I got to check. No, Ub IWorks is a classic <laughs> um, animator. IWorks. I believe he was one of the seven the seven dwarfs, the original seven the seven old men. Um, <laughs> His I name's Ub IWorks. Works. And then you just in semen old men. Whoa, boy. Finished statement. <laughs> fucking classic animator. You guys. Assholes. <laughs> Ub I works. Actually, yeah. Paul has a point here that he is yeah, we're the very <laughs> you are in the founding of the Disney Corporation. See, suck on some elephant balls. No, I, I talked about <laughs> elephant coffee. School. If you will. No, I would. I would be. That sounds like a cool. It does thing sound to watch. cool. Yeah. And it begins as it, uh, <laughs> it ends as it begins last year. <laughs> Kevin Sith. It ends as it works. In my case, yes, I do have a stunt. Sparkle Deagle Deagle. <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith announced that Hit Somebody would be his final film. Nope. And that it would be a two-parter. He a liar. The first half would follow a character learning how to play hockey in Canada, while the latter half would center on his career as a professional hockey player. Now all that's changed. After making some alterations to hit somebody, which resulted into it being a single entity, Smith realized it wouldn't be the film he wanted it to be. So that's where Jason Muse inspired him to turn Hit Somebody into a miniseries. And Smith did just that. The filmmaker made the announcement on his official Twitter account where he said that the network had picked up the miniseries. Uh, shortly after, he also announced that because of the Hit Somebody shift, Clerks 3 will be his final directorial effort. Uh. That's right. Clerks 3 is coming, but only if Jeff Anderson, who plays Randall in the first two films, yeah. signs on the dotted oh, line. Oh, no. He, no. Yeah. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. He's making a lot of money right now in all those um, other film projects that he's working on. What is he on. doing? So he was going to make two movies, and he was like, ah, I don't have two movies here. I'll make one. And now he's making a miniseries 
which means he's making several movies. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have a enough mat- arc. I don't, I don't say that it was that he changed it because there was enough material. He's expanding his relationship with AMC is what's happening. So because well, comic awesome. book man has been very successful. Yeah, no, and yeah. I got no problem with that. But uh, so is he going to be filming more, or is he just using the material he already shot? That's what I. No, no, I think he's he's well, restructured he the whole it, thing right? into a. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah. even. I don't think there's been any photography on that yeah. yet. Oh, yeah, really? He, he hasn't, hasn't even started. started. No, I think he just wrote it. He just kind of changed it into a miniseries. Okay, then well, that's very yeah, that different. Been, that's no. very different. Thing. I am so, very happy though that uh, Comic Book Men has been successful on it's Annie. A, it's a good it's little show. I, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, Todd and I were <laughs> when we were watching that first season. We're like, this is such a good show, and it's probably not going to get a second season. And no, then yeah, we, we, were, we were thankful for what we got. Yeah, yeah, we were thankful for what we got. And then when they announced that there was going to be a second season, it was like, oh, thank God. we're more thankful. They're no, going to have another, almost, give it another shot. I almost stopped watching, though, after it was the first or second episode. That the Why? first or second season? The first season. It, was, it got a little, uh, it was a hard start. Yeah. Well, what's his name? Who's the, Brian with the beard? Brian Johnson, yeah. Yeah. When he started breaking Star Trek collectible plates. Uh, at, the, at the flea market, oh, the flea I got really pissed uh, because oh. I don't care if they're not worth shit, and I don't care if it's for prop and they're for, worth something to somebody. They're worth something to somebody. Yeah, yeah. And I have a couple in my closet. You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, it's just the you principle. Got a lot of stuff of in the closet. The you need to get out. But you know, at the Someone same time, run into it. It's a similar <laughs> idea as to like. It's why they put IMAX show, and blenders. Well, but if you're on a show, you and you better have a strong opinion about things, and a guy has a strong opinion about things. Strong opinion and destroying collectibles are two different things. If you work in a collectible shop, I would think. But he, but doesn't, he doesn't work, work there. there. You're he doesn't, right. He just hangs out there. Just you're hangs right. out there. He's a He's customer. just friends with people. He's a beloved he friend. Hangs out out there. He's a friend. Of the, I, that the moment guy. really got to me. That really got to me because that's, I know it's not. They probably weren't even that high quality. They were. But I tell you, that's a sign of a good show because it got to you. And I yeah. guess, <laughs> and, and that's interesting because I don't remember that scene at all. So that's how memorable no, that, that incident was to me. I remember it, but it, it doesn't wow. stick but, out in my brain like but, it does. But to you him. know, Paul with certain odd collectible things and how important they are. Any to collectible and thing. how he cherishes. <laughs> I have an inordinate respect for adoration of collectible shit. Yeah, that's your thing. Yeah, and I just know. I mean, I know as a collector. That could be the one piece that somebody needs somewhere to finish out their set. Even someday. if it's a worthless collection, it's the perfect collection of them if they could get that R two D two That's just plate. it. That's yeah. just it, and it's just you know just the, the the principle of it, and 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 the, and the one man's trash is another man's treasure. You you under, you get. I mean, that's the whole reason behind that. Uh, we got, but there, but then there were other there were other sellers that came up and were like, "Stop that shit," which was like, yeah. Other flea market people were oh, like, yeah, "Stop!" The, the, they, stop were, they, they were ready they were to get mad. violent on. They him. were they mad were like, because they were like, "If we need because to bust they didn't realize he was he was doing it for the show or whatever." And it's like, but you don't, you don't just. But also, it was like, you know, this was the height of the of the recession. Yeah, when they're filming this, and these poor motherfuckers are out there trying to make a dollar. It's like, give me that plate. I'll put it over on my table and sell it for fifty cents. Yeah. I'll take that fifty cents yeah. and put another candy bar in my kid's mouth or something this week. Not that I'll take it. I'll take it. I just, I just, it was one of those things. As I, and as a guy who, who I know that that Brian guy has been through the ringer. Yeah. I know he has. I know that guy. I know plenty of people well, just like that guy. Apparently, uh, um, one but, of the characters in Quirks is based on him. Yeah, because he used to it was, actually Randall. <laughs> yeah, Randall was yeah. based yeah. on him, and uh, and so yeah. So apparently, you know, he's yeah. been through it. And I get it. And that acerbic, you know, wit covers up a lot of heart. He's a good guy deep down, but but he's just. Um, mean some bitch sometimes. As I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Sometimes you get a little unhappy. You do, and you got to take it out on the plate. And you got to take, take it out, out on a plate. Star Wars collectible plate. Star 
Trek. Oh, was it Star Trek? <laughs> Sorry. For one, no did Star I, Wars collectible plate would have I, needed to go to the. Did I say and I don't Star think Wars? you would have. I don't think you would have broken a Star Wars collectible I, I plate. I didn't yeah. mean to say. Star Wars. Well, that's the thing. Even said R two plate. That's the thing. He probably wouldn't have broken a Star Wars collectible plate because it's Star Wars, and there's still that extra little bit of shine on that shit. I love Star Wars too. Don't now, if it had been a Pac-Man cartoon collectible plate. Any it never would have been broken because that's worth a lot. Paul's of money. saying any collectible plate, even if it's yeah. the 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 McDonald's. It was just Happy the principle of it. Family collectible. It's the principle plate. of it. Hey, I have If you that got, plate. if your show is about people bringing possibly worthless crap into your store, hoping to sell it for some exorbitant price, and you giving them dashing their hopes against the rocks, I'm only going to give you this for it because that's what it's really worth. Because no collectibles were. Collectibles are only worth what someone will pay you for it. If you are running that show, you don't break collectibles on that show. And the show is is the height of nerd hubris. Yeah. I mean, it is self-important, all-knowing Absolutely. nerds. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm being a self-important nerd by b- making so much uh, bluster about this one plate break. But, you know, I've had my collectible Star Trek glasses shatter in my hands. Oh. I have a secondary set that I'll never touch because they're just shittily made these last runs at BK came out with with the first movie. I bought four sets of those motherfuckers. Are they really that fragile? Yeah. Uh, well, just, if you use I've them every ta- day, I've never taken them out not, of the box. They're not so. meant to be. Used. I used mine every day. Then the you're, then you're doing it right. I've got. I think. I think I have shins on left. Or not shins on. Oh, uh, the good one. What's they're his name? Supposed, they're for special occasions. <coughs> they're I'll never, not every day. I'll never take out the rest of them, but the, they're going to stay in glass. But yeah, Nero. I had Nero left. He was the one that survived. What's your Nero? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. We're finishing this show. All right. <laughs> it's all over. What else would we do? Yeah, you know, what it is? you know what it is? It comes back to I had a Charlie Brown goes camping. Are we still de- dealing with yep. your therapy? Charlie yeah. Brown yeah. goes camping cup. <laughs> I thought that was McDonald's. Show. <laughs> was in the dishwasher and set another dish in there sideways and it clanked it and cracked it. Never gotten over it. We had a McDonald's, what, E.T. glass or something that got shattered that yeah. was... When that I was, like, when that I was, was full kid, of lead paint, absolutely. When I was a kid, <laughs> it was the Hardee's uh, Bugs Bunny series of glasses. The 50th anniversary, yeah. wasn't it? Or I the 25th so. anniversary, I guess? Probably 25th, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were cool. I Hardee's, Carl's Jr. Dis- out here. Or, yeah. Yeah, well, yep. There's Hardee's in the Midwest. We had Hardee's. Yeah. And I had uh, Hardee's. Yeah. Well, I had sideways glasses, bricks. They disappeared. Yeah, I don't know where they went. Yeah. Then we must have broken Probably got broken, and then nobody told me. Or my mom was like, ah, garage sale. We're done One man's these. trash is another man's trash that he loves. Precisely what I the point I was getting yeah. at. So. so Brian, if you're listening, I love you, dude. Don't go breaking any more shit. Don't it go breaking my Don't go heart. breaking no Don't go plates. breaking my plates, baby. I get I get it. It's for the show. Well, it's just like when Jason Muse busted out a bunch of action figures and started fucking around with them. Oh yeah, yeah. that's fine though. They were his action figures. Yeah, and those were mass produced, and those weren't collectibles. And he didn't destroy them. No, no, they were he still, enjoyed them. He enjoyed them. It's they were the still usable. It's you. the destroying that bothers yeah, me. I understand. Yeah. I'm I'm on all four out of the package collecting. Well, that's Bust what you do. Yeah, that's your thing. The plates were Franklin Mint, right? Or some one of those. Probably. Yeah, because they and they were all limited runs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, well, look, then look at it this way: he made someone else's collection worth more. Granted, it's like that. But there's a motherfucker out on uh, eBay right now. He's buying. <laughs> you know every, what? That's probably what it is. Brian has a collection. That's it. Could <laughs> he's be trying to destroy all yeah. the other collections. He's fucking so up the market. He's finally worth something. <laughs> there's a guy out there. He's buying nothing but original. Uh, Original '80s release Ram Man figures. He has hundreds of them, and he's just cornering just the market. The Ram Man? Just cornering the market, to corner on Ram Man. the market on Ram Man. Wow, that is. A and he's doing it. I mean, the price for Ram Man figures is going up. Weird. Old school Ram Mans. Wow. I know. Weird. Yeah. 
Ram Man is. Would the you sell him your Ram Man? No, because Ram Man's one of my faves. But there's no price. Well, no, there's a price. <laughs> there's a price. Those original Everybody figures, has a price. Honestly, those original figures are losing their luster for me because these new ones that the Four Horsemen are sculpting have replaced the originals as the ideal in my mind. Oh, really? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. That's good. And to Ram Man comes out in January, as a matter of fact. good to hear the quality's good. It, they're incredible figures. Good. And we wrap the show right around. Began with He-Man, ended with He-Man. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. Hades Jeff. Just Michael. Captain Luddite. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Uh, gentlemen, bring us out with a rousing chorus of elephant oh, coffee. I like eating coffee. I like eating coffee. I like eating coffee. Isn't it bad enough he brought us all She-Ra discs? we got to end the show with this.